When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it. Herbert fires open, making the grab. Mike Williams down the sideline. 17-yard line, look out again. Carr intercepted. back with another episode of shock therapy podcast uh tyler lawrence and zach alfers you know what i just realized was in our intro uh pops is in our video i don't know if anybody knows pops is um everybody knows doc lightning right doc lightning's father everybody calls him pops we had a retirement a season um ticket retirement for pops who's getting up there in years and i just realized that he's in our intro video which is awesome I love that. I love that intro video, and I'm I'm super excited for next season's ones because we've had uh, some crazy highlights, and I could already just kind of foreshadow that one-handed Mike Williams, Odell, who um, that catch probably needs to be in there because that was absolutely ridiculous. We're getting close. Uh, we're getting really, really close. Maybe I'll do it for playoffs. Um, maybe I'll just wait till after the season. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with it. We're going to the playoffs. Um, we might as well save it because you know, Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, um, the guy who's led the league in, in scrimmage touchdowns the last two years now in Austin Eckler, you know, those guys are going to get some highlights. I haven't even have to talk about, uh, the, the stars we have on the defensive side of the ball, but it's playoff football. So we might have to wait for just a full on 2023 for 2022 recap for next season um, because I can't wait for January football because um, the Chargers have made it to the big dance, baby. I'm excited. A lot of interesting stuff going on right now with playoffs. I mean, the the whole Bills-Bengals game that was uh, rescheduled potentially, or I don't I don't know what was going to happen. Uh, prayers go out to uh, Hamlin. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh Demar, Demar Hamlin, yeah. Demar hoping Hamlin, yeah. That guy really, I'm really hoping that guy pulls it off. Um, just learning, 
what a what a scary thing to see. But beyond that, just looking and learning more about that guy as a, as a player um, and a, and a person off the field. He's he's touched so many lives. So we're praying for him, his family, and his teammates, and everyone that's been affected by by Demar Hamlin's presence in a positive way. Uh, really hoping that young man can pull it off. What a what a scary like injury, man. Like. Uh, I'm getting chills like now just think rethinking about it, but uh, uh, so, so bizarre. And so, like you said, it's just scary to see. Not a, not a head injury. It was, it was a chest injury and it, he was hit so hard that it literally bounced his heart out of rhythm. And then it just kind of stopped. And then the super, super lucky that the medical staff got out there as quickly as they did, uh, had to perform CPR. Uh, I wasn't, I, I just got the, uh, the athletic notification on my phone. I wasn't even watching the game and uh, I was at dinner with my family and I was uh, reading this and I was like, Whoa, what just happened? And then it's just crazy. The whole, um, the whole, uh, not Stephen A. Smith. What's his name? The stupid Skip, Skip? Bayless. Oh man. Skip was just putting out egregious like tweets like what is what is this guy thinking just very insensitive um and i i think the yeah the the, the it, it's it's tough to talk about and the really there's nothing that we can really say at this point that hasn't already been said besides that it, it is more than a game um and, and we could only hope that this young man makes it out of the situation with his life because um he has a lot more life to live and he has a lot to give uh, beyond just a football player. He, he's, he is a tremendous person. You, you've seen that his toy drive is making millions and millions of dollars. Um, and beyond that, he, he, he's a, he's a person that we would, we'd be a better world with him in it. And um, just hoping that he can pull it off. Scary. Cause he's just 24 years old. Yeah. Uh, I think the the positive note, and I think we should just move on from, from that app after this, but um that he is making progress. Um, he is making progress. That's we don't know a whole lot. Um, it is a very sensitive issue, right? But um, he is making progress, and, and that's all we can continue to hope for at this point. So let's go ahead and move over to the Rams. Uh, glad we got to touch on that a little briefly. Uh, Chargers had their fifth first like real blowout of the season. It seems like forever. Like when was the last time the Chargers? defeated somebody 31-10 or something of that level. Uh, it's It's been too long. Uh, Justin Herbert was 21 of 28, 212 yards, had two touchdowns, um, was able to protect the ball for the first time in a couple of weeks. I feel like Herbert's had one at least one interception in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks. Uh, so it was nice to see Justin Herbert go out there, but it, it was really the Austin Eckler show. 10 carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had one through the air as well. No, he didn't have one through the air, but like another big game, 192 yards rushing as a team. It's been so refreshing to see the run game go off in spurts. Uh, and that was huge to see Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly get some some yardage uh, picking up the in an area of the, the offense that we've really struggled um, to go and, and pick that up and, and get that rolling. It, it, just an absolute, just complete game, you know, right? All three phases, we've been asking for it all year. I feel like you finally kind of saw the potential 
that we were seeing and hoping for coming out of training camp, right? And I think a big reason, especially from the ability to establish the run in this game, is for the first time all year, we've had the same offensive line starting in four consecutive games. And I know we kind of brought it up last week, talking about resting guys or switching Sawyer over uh, to, to back to guard to um, kind of get ready for the return of Rayshon Slater. But I, I think it's it's really important to touch on that this unit up front, like we were talking about last week, it's all about synergy, all about consistency, and they're starting to get into a rhythm. The fourth straight game that these guys were able to come out there, uh, perform together, and they were just driving guys. We are super efficient across the board. 60% of our third downs converted included we, – we converted all of our red zone trips into touchdowns. Um, and, and and that kind of led back into the receiving game too, right? Nine different guys targeted, eight different guys got a, a reception in this game. Um, Herbert didn't had the, the least amount of attempts he's attempted all year, but he didn't need to because we were so well-rounded as a, as a football team. 21 completions to just seven incompletions from Herbert. Um, but I think you saw Austin Eckler at his best, right? 14 touches, 160-something all scrimmage yards and a big part of that is this this really efficient game that we're seeing from josh kelly who only had nine carries for 45 yards but that's still a five yard uh, per carry average that that's going to help alleviate that pressure and i think that's the sweet spot for austin eckler that 14 to maybe 18 touches but that 14 is really a sweet spot because you saw him remember the this is for one of his longest touchdowns I've seen of his career. That 72-yard absolute just marathon, um, which we saw him break one, a similar long run uh, early on in the season, and he got caught from behind. He was able to cap the one off, and I think that is because he's fresh, and, and a big part of that is is Joshua Kelly uh, being able to to take some to, take some snaps and not have to work Austin so so hard. And the other thing, I touched on it a few weeks ago, but Austin Eckler broke a record, a Chargers record, one that was held by LaDainian Tomlinson going for over oh, yeah. 100 receptions for the season at, from the running back position. Only five running backs in the history of the NFL have caught over 100 passes in a season. And he's one of them, and he passed a Chargers all-time great, LaDainian Tomlinson, while getting huge. And who are the other guys other game. Who are the other guys on that list? Because I wouldn't say Marshall Falk, a Hall of Famer. Nope. Wasn't Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk's not on that list. You got Christian McCaffrey doing it twice. Uh, Austin Eckler is currently third. Uh, Matt Forte. Forte. And um, uh, the fifth guy is Larry Sinners from Cardinals, uh, who did it. So those are your your five players. LaDainian Tomlinson is a sixth, right? So those are your players that have gone for over 100, which is just insane. Elite company. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Williams uh, had a, a really good game. We were expecting Jalen Ramsey to, to kind of line up one-on-one. Jalen Ramsey kind of played off. He played outside the entire time, and they didn't have him follow up uh, a number one wide receiver. He just st- stuck to his side. And um, because of that, I feel like the Chargers were able to get Mike Williams into space, uh, let him body some guys, uh, let him just go up and make one of the most ridiculous catches in the entire season. Seven receptions, 94 yards, huge game by Mike Williams, who really, he feasts. He plays so well 
when he's got Keenan Allen taking some of that pressure off of him. That was huge to see. Nice seeing Mike Williams get involved. Gerald Everett had a touchdown. Um, three receptions, three targets. Keenan Allen, five receptions, 60 yards. In all, I felt that the Chargers worked really well at moving the ball downfield. Uh, when they got in the red zone, they were scoring, which was also huge. And then uh, Justin Herbert didn't even have to play the final quarter, which is another reason he only had 28 attempts. Um, the Chargers got into a huge lead uh, really by the end of that third quarter is when it started. It was still close. I want to say it was like 17-10. And then they completely shut out the Rams uh, in the second half. So huge, huge positive note as we're hitting our stride going into the um, the, the final week of the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the this is the time you want to be playing your best football. And I still don't think we're we're quite there yet, but we are we're building towards it. And you finally started to see the explosive plays happen for us. We mentioned the 72 yard run from Austin Eckler, but you had a 12 yard run from Joshua Kelly. Three of Mike Williams, seven receptions went for 18 uh, plus yards. He, he also had a 26 uh yard reception keenan allen had a 28 yard reception austin eckler had another 17 yard reception um and it was really nice to see um uh, donald barham he only got the one target for a, a three yard touchdown but he is going to be a big red zone threat for us he's going to help that red zone efficiency which has been a struggle for us but we are playing good football four wins in a row and i just want to touch on this just for a second here that this is exactly what the good teams do coming down the stretch through December and leading into January. Um, the Chiefs are also on a four-game winning streak, but also you have the Bengals. Um, they're a Super Bowl contender. They're on a seven-game winning streak. You have the Buffalo Bills. They're on a six-game winning streak. They're Super Bowl contenders. Um, you look over on the NFC, the hottest team in the league right now is the 49ers. They're on a nine-game win streak. They are Super Bowl contenders. So this is exactly what everybody who is going to be a legit playoff threat is doing right now. And now what we need now what the Chargers need to do is continue to add consistency to this, do this every year. Um, because once if once you can do this a couple times, um, it's gonna come a lot easier because playoff football is no joke. It's nothing like the regular season. The Chargers at one point were five and five, and then they went on a five yeah. and one streak, which is huge. It's that's a tear to the point where people were calling for Brandon Staley's job, and yeah. then Brandon Staley goes on a five and one streak at the end of the season, and he's actually kind of a contender for coach of the year. Um, he's got to be right. Like he managed to pull this team together with all the injuries. They lost some games they probably shouldn't have, but they beat they, they won some games they shouldn't have. Uh, that Dolphins game, everyone yeah. was calling that be a blowout. The Titans uh, kind of going on a downward trajectory. They're kind of moving themselves out of the playoff hunt. But the Chargers really struggle at teams that their primary focus is their run, right? Like the Chargers run defense, even this game, it was atrocious. Uh, and that was, was the recipe. Everybody thought King Henry was going to just will his way to a win against the Chargers, and they won that game as well. They won the games that they absolutely had to this year, and you got to give Staley credit. Regardless of all the issues, some of the play-calling decisions, um, some of the, the those issues that we had early on the season, 
He's managed to get those fixed. He was dealt a rough hand with all the injuries that this team had early on in the season. And the team stayed stay bought in. There's no way Sean Payton's on this team next year. Like, there's no way that we're even considering moving around um, from Brandon Staley because at the end of the day, the Chargers are in the playoffs and they're legitimate contenders. And I don't know if they would be you insert any other coach in there, uh, especially with the injuries and the problems that they had early on the season. A lot of coaches will have folded under that. No, yeah, tremendous resolve, and he and he deserves a lot of credit. Um, this team is playing awesome. It, it, all of the the construction is, is a lot of Staley has a lot to do with Staley, um, and that and that was why I was so hesitant, even when we were five and five, and we had the worst run defense in the league. When people were calling for his job, where I, I was just like, well, "You got to wait, man." He's had a horrible hand dealt to him, and he has came out as as efficient as you can. Um, don't even know. I, I love Sean Payton. I think he's a f- tremendous coach. I don't think there are very many people on this planet or in this league that are coach this team with this uh, amount of injuries and, and the, the different things we are dealing with that they can pull out of that stretch uh, ten and five. And with the fifth seed right now, we win, we win, we beat the Broncos. We're going into the playoffs as a number five seed. That That's tremendous. Uh, Joey Bosa played just 24 snaps, had three pressures. Man, he is just starting to, to get healthy. We're going to get the almost the exact team that we wanted to week one is going to be out on the field. The only players you're really going to be missing that were supposed to play significant roles this season, uh, you're Probably going to miss Rayshon Slater, and I do have an update on Rayshon Slater I'll talk about here in a sec. Um, you're probably not getting back Austin Johnson. He's like on an ACL injury. Uh, he's out for the season, and you're probably not going to be getting back um, cornerback J.C. Jackson, right? Yeah. So outside of those three players, this is almost a team at full strength right now. Uh, which is insane to think about that we only have three key injuries that are kind of going to hold the Chargers back. Uh, in terms of Rayshon Slater, this is straight from the athletic Daniel Popper. Uh, any update estimate on Rayshon Slater's potential return? I would be shocked if Slater is designated to return off IR next week. If Slater is able to return, I think the absolute earliest he plays is in the wild card round. But even that feels like a long shot considering the nature yeah. of a biceps tear and the typical recovery window. There's also a possibility that Slater comes back a little too quickly and re-injures uh, his issue. And that's part of something that the Chargers need to put under consideration. Uh, if he gets hurt again, you're, you're, you're probably going to lose him through the first couple of weeks of the 2023 regular season or at least miss almost all of training camp, which isn't going to be a good thing. Uh, the Chargers want to do everything they can to contend for a Super Bowl this season. Slater, he's an all-pro player at one of the most important positions on the team, but his long-term health has to be a priority, so we will see. So I don't necessarily know if Rayshon Slater is going to be ready to come um, the first week of wildcard. Uh, it's more of a long shot and if you look at the risk reward the Chargers have a left tackle has been holding his own pretty well uh who's starting to establish some sort of chemistry Matt Filer uh Jamari Sawyer is Rayshon Slater that much of an upgrade at 75 percent health 
over Jamari Sawyer? It's something you got to ask yourself. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that's a tough one. Um, I think even when when it first happened, that injury, and then a couple of weeks after they were talking about his potential return this season, I didn't really buy into it just because it is a severe um, injury. And I think the biggest part about that is it, this guy's career, his future, it, 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 there's a lot more football for him left to play. And I, I, I think we're not even close to seeing his potential. And so you don't want to rush that back, especially with the unit that is playing right now. They're playing very well, the best that they have played all year. So it's one of those things that it's going to be very tough to it, to tinker with, um, especially because you're getting ready for a playoff run. Um, you, this isn't the the and this isn't the regular season. It takes a different type of conditioning. So it, even if he was, you know, this was five year five weeks into the regular season, maybe maybe then you could talk about it. But we're talking about a playoff push, which takes tremendous a tremendous type of stamina and, and conditioning. That I, I just don't see him being able to get to that level, even wild card weekend. I, I think the you're going to have to push maybe divisional weekend at, at the earliest. I mean, st- I think that's even hopeful because you don't want to mess around with this guy's longevity because um, I think he has a, a, some really good football uh, to, to be able to, to play. I agree, uh, but it's just one of those things. Is it worth risking the injury, re-injuring the injury? Um, I guess like the ultimate goal is a Super Bowl, right? And if you're going all in any season, you, you're doing it in the Super Bowl, but – you also got to think like he's got to be able to get in shape, uh, football shape. I don't necessarily think putting him on a snap count in the wild card game and the divisional round and having him go full in the the conference and the Super Bowl. I mean, that could work against you, right? Maybe if it's a blowout, but like how how ready is Rayshon Slater actually going to be to come back that quickly? I don't know if he's been conditioning, you know, at this if he's conditioning at any point in time he's doing it right now right yeah yeah I I think we just don't have a whole lot of information and I I think you can be hopeful as a fan um but I I don't think you should be expecting too much from this guy especially because like we said the conditioning is a big factor and and you don't really want to mess with something that's working for you right now um and right now that offensive line is playing tremendous football yeah they are um they're starting to open up rushing lanes, which has been a major issue. Uh, the Chargers were seem to have shrugged off, at least this week, all red zone issues, which was huge. Um, you got two rushing touchdowns by Austin Eckler. So opening up big, big gains is something that they've had struggle with. They've only had one other big, big rushing game like that. And it was another breakaway by Austin Eckler. This time he finished, he couldn't finish it the last time. Uh, just really depends on on if this team um, can continue to open up those rushing lanes and you don't need to lean on Rayshon Slater coming back. Because right now, I don't think we need him. It'd be nice to have. I don't think it's it's a requirement for us to win a shit. No. Any closing remarks? Because, yeah, no, all I want to say is um, there are very, very few teams right now going into this stage of the season, heading into the playoffs, who are as healthy with as we are right now. So it's a perfect situation to be in. 
a team who was counted out at the beginning in the middle of the season is playing their best brand of football and still hasn't even reached um, their highest expectation point. So I'm, I'm excited. I couldn't be more thrilled. Can't wait to see Herbert in the playoffs. Um, cause I, I, I see this guy week in and week out, make some amazing plays and I can't wait for that to happen in a, in a playoff setting. Sheath underwear makes the most comfortable boxer briefs I've ever worn. If you're sick of boxers that are too loose or briefs that are too tight, sheath is for you. The most comfortable boxer briefs you'll ever put on your body. You see, their stretchy fabric is made out of a moisture wicking technology. They're super soft, keep everything cool and comfortable and right in place. Sheath is particularly useful for staying cool while working out. Now, the most unique thing about sheath underwear is that they have these dual pouches that keep your man parts separated, which prevents things from sticking together, keeps them right where they need to be. They'll be the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs you've ever won in your life. Plus, they have brand new materials like bamboo and mesh for even more cooling comfort. Go to sheathunderwear.com and get the most comfortable underwear you've ever worn. And if you use promo code IHEART, you'll also get 20% off your order. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code IHEART for 20% off your order. Sheathunderwear.com, promo code IHEART. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our final game of the regular season. Uh, We're going to Denver. It is January. It's going to be cold. Uh, Luckily, the Broncos are not very good in their injury. They're bad. They're very bad. Their injury report is riddled with people. Um, They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players who did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, at this point in the season, they're just trying to finish the game and go home. They they, they want their season to be over. Uh, Calvin Anderson, Kendall Hinton, Kareem Jackson, DJ Jones, Damari Davis, Quinn Meaners, Mike Purcell, Eric Saubert, Eric Tomlinson, and Kwan Williams all did not practice on Wednesday. I would not be surprised if a lot of them just didn't even play. What are they playing for? Right. Um, you also had limited participants from Andrew Beck, Baron Browning, Jerry Judy, and Nick Bonito. Uh, for the Chargers, um, everybody's a full or limited pra- a participant in practice. Uh, Justin Herbert's got a left shoulder injury. Full participant, not worried at all, but it is something to kind of monitor. Uh, probably looking for Justin Herbert to be on a snap count as well. Uh, but your injury report for the Chargers is Bryce Callahan, Justin Herbert, Xander Horvath, uh, Derwin James, who is a full participant, should be back from the concussion, Eamon Ongbong-Pamiga, Trey Pipkins, Troy Reader, and Jamari Sawyer. So uh, everybody is healthy, like I was saying, uh, just a little bumps and bruises. I'm interested to know what this game is going to look like. Because there isn't a whole lot to gain from winning this game. You're already the fifth seed. Uh, I'd have to take a look at who uh, those final couple teams that play, being the Bengals and the uh, Ravens. Uh, Both of those teams have clinched. They probably don't have a whole lot to play for. So I don't necessarily know what the um, value is of playing starters. It'll be very, yeah. And it'll be very interesting because the the, the game that, the only game that really matters as far as seeding for the Chargers right now is that Ravens-Bengals game that you mentioned, which happens in, in that early slate of games, um, that 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time slot. Um, so we could potentially know whether or not the Chargers have locked up the that fifth seed. If the Bengals win that game, 
the Chargers don't need to play this game. So I, I think you're going to see if, if that happens um, a, a different type of of team that you would see, say, if the, the Ravens do win. So this is a very interesting type of of game to prepare for, right? Because you don't know who's going to start at this point. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see if with that distraction, with that, are the starters going to start or are they not? Do we still have that same type of focus coming out from the opening snap that we have seen during this four-game winning streak? Um, it'll be very interesting to see. At the end of the day, the Broncos are not good. They are one of like probably the most one of the biggest disappointments of this season. But they still played the, the Chiefs to a, a very close game last week, and I know it was mostly reserves. Uh, but you can't count anybody out in this league. They do have a tremendous defense. It's that offense that is is super suspect. Um, but it, this is going to be an interesting game. Who, what kind of ver- what are the Broncos aiming for, and what type of team are, are they going to see on the other end coming from the Chargers uh, sideline? Well, they still are going to be starting their Broncos. Let's ride quarterback, right? So huh. you're getting. I don't know what I know exactly what version you're getting of Russell Wilson. You're getting the Russell Wilson version that he has been all season. Bad. They have not been good, and it's not like they haven't had their quarterback who is making a boatload of money all season. Uh, it's not like they're missing any shortage of playmakers at wide receiver. Um, they they are just a dumpster file. I think they just fired Nathaniel Hackett, didn't, did they not? Yeah, Joey Roseberg right now is, is the interim coach. Uh, and, and like I said, they – only lost to the Chiefs 27-24. They were in, in a legit chance, had a legit opportunity at the end of the game to, to pull that out. Um, and it's it's so funny to see a team just rally behind a, a guy for, for nothing else but, but their pride. Um, but that is also a, a dangerous recipe because uh, it's a team who has nothing to lose. They don't have anything to lose. Um, they're already projected to get a top five pick in this upcoming draft. Uh, and thought, like you just said, they got rid of Sunday. I don't think that's theirs. I think it's the Seahawks because they got. Oh, rid of you're totally first. right. They traded away for yeah. Russell Wilson, so they're not playing for. They really not don't have anything. anything. No, they got fleeced too. Um, there's this funny guy on TikTok. I don't know what his name is, um, but he's been doing this like series of how long will it take Russell Wilson to throw as many touchdown passes as he has bathrooms in his house. Um, and he's not going. He's not going to get it. He's at nine touchdowns, I think, on the season, and he. I think. I think he has like fourteen bathrooms in his home. <laughs> it's pretty well, embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I mean, I think twenty-four points is some of the most points they've scored all season. Well, let's look. Russell uh, Wilson has been a complete joke like this whole season. I don't know what's it going is. on over there. Holy no! They scored twenty-eight against the Chiefs. Um, their first outing. Um. And so that's their second tied for their second. They put up 24 points against the Cardinals in a 24, 15 win um, a couple weeks ago. But yeah, that is their second highest scoring output uh, of the year. Absolute embarrassment from a guy who's been to two Super Bowls and won one. Uh, yeah. Embarrassing. Well, they had a chance to win. It was close. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't put the game away. Um, they're four and twelve this season, but you go and you take the Chiefs, who are 
let's say, a top five team in the NFL right now. And I think you can easily say that with 13-3 record. You take them down to the wire. I mean, any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. I'm just – it's just what kind of version of Russell Wilson are you getting? Are you getting the, you know, 26 of 38 for 222 yards and one touchdown and an interception, but also taking four sacks because their line is really struggling? Uh, or are you going to get the Seattle Seahawks version of Russell Wilson? Um, probably not getting that. Uh, Latavius Murray is their leading running back, 12 carries, 56 yards last week. Um, they had Albert O lead their team in receiving yards. Cortland Sutton hasn't been able to do much. Jerry Judy hasn't been able to do much all season. Uh, they just never seem to unlock those receiving threats. And I have a feeling Russell Wilson's going to bounce back next year. I think a lot of the issues was at the wide receiver position. I think you're going to get him to step away from social media for a little while and his videos and his clapping yeah. fake fans and teammates. And uh, I think you're going to get that version of Russell Wilson that you really wanted next season. But for now, we're lucky enough to see this version of Russell Wilson. So should be a blowout. Uh, probably is going to be a little bit closer just because I think feel like Denver has a really good defense even still. Uh, we just don't know what this game's going to hold. How much are you uh, playing starters this game? Uh, I, I think I'm playing. So if the Ravens win, I'm playing at least at least the the first half because I I think the I think the fifth seed does mean something. I I think it, it adds confidence to this group. Um, and a, a five game winning streak with chance to to take that fifth seed as opposed to the sixth seed. I I, I think that is something to you know lay your hat on it's something to be prideful in um and i think the more confidence that this group builds uh, who hasn't been to the playoffs before um you know how many times has keenan allen even been to the playoffs um so i think this is a very inexperienced postseason team any i think this is his third time in his right and he's so he had one of mike mccoy he had wonder and anthony lynn and lynn Okay. Uh, there was a 2018 season and the one under Mike McCoy. I think that's it. And so and I'm, I'm just mentioning the, the, the Charger guys. you got Corey Lindsley, who's been there before. Vinoy, who's won a Super Bowl. Uh, you got some guys now in-house that, that have been there before. Um, but I, I still think as a group, as a collective, it, they've never been there. You're going with, the, in, with a, a young quarterback who's never experienced the postseason hype and the thrills like you could talk about it all you want but it's something different experiencing it and so i think any little bit of added confidence anything to to you know be proud of it is going to benefit this group so i'm playing at least the first half if the ravens win um because i think the higher seeding you get it just adds more confidence to this group and honestly this is a scary team i think every team making it into the playoffs right now is a scary team, um, but I, I'm putting the Chargers up there with anybody just based on how their special teams has performed all year and how their defense and their offense is starting to gel uh, right here at the most important time of the regular season. One of the things I'm going to be monitoring um, throughout the week is this injury report and seeing how many of these players actually end up playing this final game because 
Uh, you got DJ Jones. He's battling that knee injury. He's been one of their best defenders all year. Mike Purcell is the other interior guy there. Uh, Kareem Jackson, uh, not injury related. He was just rested. So it looks like he'll be playing. Um, but you got a lot of players. Kawan Williams is at safety. He's injured. Baron Browning's got a back problem. I mean, there's a lot of injuries on this team, specifically on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm interested to see how many of these guys actually end up suiting up because that could make a world of difference if you're going up against a, a defense that's at half strength. Yeah, and that that, that is going to be something I think extremely important to monitor um, because just, Justin Herbert, the last time these guys played, and I know it, it's it was a, it feels like forever ago, um, but he was hit a lot. He's only sacked twice, but there's eight total hits, and it seemed like he had a hand in his face every single snap, right? Um, that was part of the reason we had just no type of offensive rhythm because he just had to, to snap, duck, and chuck. Um, and then you're coming now. You have you have that offensive line starting to gel. I think we were missing a lot of pieces the last time these two teams met. Um, but you're coming off of their most dominant performance, yeah, on the ground. But they gave up no sacks last week against the Rams and only two hits total against a, a Rams defense that I, I know they're underperforming, but they still got some ball players over there as well. So that'll be interesting to see. You got to keep Justin Herbert upright, especially as we he continues to get healthy and gr- gain stride toward towards this playoff push we're, we're getting ready for. Uh, my kind of closing remarks on this. Uh, I don't think that the Broncos pass rush is all that dangerous. Uh, their starting edge rushers is going to be Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper uh, with Nick Bonito kind of spelling both of them. Um, in the years past, it's been a lot more dangerous with, you know, Chubb and um, yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Uh, and then you go up back before that, you had the the DeMarcus uh, Ware and what was oh, the other yeah. guy's name? Yeah. So, like, my point is, like, this team has seen better edge rushers in their past. And now it doesn't seem like they're all that strong uh, the way that they used to be. So, uh, might be something you want to take advantage of. Uh, probably leaving your your tackles on an island more this game than you had to in, in previous games. Uh, and I would probably look to continue to keep that run game going. Uh, you're starting to build it out a little bit. Um, and if we can get our run game solidified uh, going into playoffs, that's going to be super, super beneficial. I'm excited. Um I, I don't really I, this this game is necessary. It needs to happen. I'm just waiting, honestly. I'm gonna be probably watching more intently that Ravens Bengals game than this game. I, I think very few things positive that can come out of the Chargers Broncos game. Um, but I, again, I, I think it, it matters to this guys as they build confidence. Um, because I, I, I think every any little gain you can take at this point in the season is is a positive. So I'm excited. It's it's playoff season. It might as well be. So yeah. So if the Bengals win, then we solidify the fifth seed. We're right? done. The game doesn't matter. Yeah, because we have we have the tiebreaker with the Ravens because we have a better AFC. We have a better in conference record. Right, and if the opposite holds true, 
then it would really matter on then we would have to win 19 game against the bills no that wouldn't matter because we're not we're not we're not competing for a four seed the the best we could finish is fifth seed um no no i mean like if the ravens win that means they end up winning the division right uh, uh if if the that happens, if that scenario happens and the Ravens win their own division, then the, the you're going to have to see what happens week 19, which is going to be a, a new. And I wonder if the NFL does this, if they go and they extend all of the playoffs out a week, push the Super Bowl out another week, and then they hold just one game the week of. Or they just give them a tie. I, I don't really know how that's going to happen. Everybody's fantasy go. football leagues are all destroyed right now. I just don't think that scenario is, is very fair. Um, I don't think it's fair because then they, they then the Bengals and the Ravens have one less week to prepare for playoffs. Um, they have they're that much closer to playing another game, potentially risking injury, while everybody else who's going into the playoff field is resting and sitting at home. Um, might as well just go to 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 the Pro Bowl um, and hang out in Hawaii for that week anyway. Um, so I just don't think it's fair to to those two teams to push them out a week, and that's it. Now, if everybody so doesn't do do? force them into a tie, I think it's a no contest. I think it has to be a no contest. It's something we've never seen before. Um, if you want to give a winner, then I think you go same type of playoff tiebreaker rules. You give it to the best team with the first head to head record. I think they've only played. Uh, if they haven't played, then you go to conference record. Um, Otherwise, I think that the you can hand out wins. Uh, and that's why I say no. scenario. So I think you do. And that's why I say it's no games. contest. I think it's no. Yeah, contest. you do it's the no contest. They're one team that played one less game than every other team in the NFL, or you give them a tie. Right. Yeah, I, I think a tie is not. I think the tie doesn't even work because um, that's like what if if you're not if you're not comfortable assigning a win. And a loss, why are you comfortable with a tie? I know it's in the middle, but I think it's a no contest. It's just a push. Neither team wins. Neither team loses. Um, and they just hold on to their percentages. Yeah, because I just don't think it's fair to let to force them and only them. Well, that's the thing is if you do a tie, the percentages stay the same. And then you just yeah. count, uh, you know, nine, seven, yeah, or nine, six, and, and one, right? Yeah, that's I what guess... the no contest is. A no contest is a tie. The tie is a result, right? I guess that's what I'm. That's my my statistic brain isn't being able to wrap around that, like because a no. Contest I mean, they played a mind, game. They just didn't just, finish the game. They right. played the game. The game started. It went through almost the entire first quarter. So then so they you have to either give them a tie, or you no can give them the seven three it was at the end of the first quarter and hand out the win that way. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's going to become a new rule in the CBA, though. <laughs> they're going to have to put it in because. Uh, they're gonna have to put something because yeah, this is unforeseen. Nobody was expecting it, but you can't. You got to figure it out, and um, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say about it. All right. Well, luckily, it's not a scenario that has implications on who's going to make playoffs or not. It's only a seeding question. Um, yeah. If this would have been a scenario where the Bengals had to win this game to make the playoffs, and if they right. tie, they're out then it would be much, much more difficult. Um, in the end, I don't think it really matters all that much this season. So I think that they're going to have to put something together to, to you know, in the event a game does not finish, uh, 
end result is blank. I think the most, uh, I think the most interesting thing to potentially take out about this is, I think right now the way the the field is set, I do think the best teams in the AFC are making it to the playoffs. I cannot say the same for the NFC picture. I do not think the winner of the the NFC South should be playing in the playoffs. I, I don't think they're a playoff team. They haven't been performing all year, and they're about to get in with the losing record. So I think, it, I think the most important potentially thing that could change from this is restructuring the playoffs to make sure that the best seven teams, regardless of division, regardless of re- the best seven teams based on record, make it in. Um, and so maybe we see another uh, just a shuffling and and just winning your division doesn't automatically get you into um, into the playoffs because I don't believe all divisions are, are, are made equal. I am really interested to see how this plays out because I think – I think that the Titans are just about out of it. They need a little bit of help. Oh, actually, the Titans have to beat the Jaguars. They're, they have identical records. Winner of that team goes to playoffs. So it's either going to be the Jaguars or the Titans. And then the other weird one is going to be Patriots and Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, so both of them play good teams. The Patriots play the Bills. I have a hard time seeing the Patriots beat the Bills. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Dolphins playing the Jets. Are the Dolphins going to wake up? Is Tua going to be playing? Has he overcome his his third concussion of the season? Yeah, that's such a weird. Yeah, who's going to get in? Who's going to make get that last spot? Because right now, it's and then the Patriots. final spot there is the Steelers have a chance. Steelers have a playoffs. chance. And they've gone on like a seven and one game streak. Like they're on fire right now too. Yeah. Who do the Steelers? They were like one and five at one point during the season. Oh yeah. They're messed up. Um. Does it? Oh, they play Cleveland. Very winnable. Yeah, but I think they need help. I think they need like some kind of weird tie or whatnot to to get in playoffs. I think for them to win. To, no, I can see it right there. For them to get in, they need Dolphins and, and Patriots to lose, and they need a win. That's not unreasonable. No, that's actually really possible. They probably there's some very weird, weird playoff scenarios that have happened. That is very a well, three game parlay. Remember that last is... year, the Steelers almost got bounced because the Chargers oh, and yeah. Raiders almost tied. Yeah, there's been weirder things. That uh, a three game parlay, two teams. Two need to lose and you need to win. I think it's very. I mean, there there could be much, much worse, much more um, (laughs) unlikely scenarios. I think that one's pretty likely. In the grand scheme of things. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. uh, First slate of games is this uh, Saturday uh, and then on Sunday. We have uh, Saturday games this week. Yeah. So the Ravens and the Bengals play on Saturday. They do. Oh, there, they yeah, there's two. No, they play on Sunday. There's two, the Chiefs and Raiders play on Saturday in Jacksonville and Tennessee. Oh, gotcha. So we'll get that first slate of games. Uh, but I think I'm about podcasted out. So I'll talk to all you guys later. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys out later.